Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. We slum it hard so you do not have to. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. change slum slum it hard to slam it hard and you, you're talking about balls and you change two have to to have two we slam Gross. it hard so you don't have two anymore <laughs> then it sounds like this is a whole different thing it's an entirely doing. different thing <laughs> and then then gear welcome to the gear slam <laughs> all right because oh, gear is a euphemism we slam it so hard you no longer have to Man, that's, yikes! That's great. I'm Aaron. Have what you been work? Have you been working on that for everybody? No, it just came to me. <laughs> it just, it, I'm not going to touch that it was, one. It was an epiphany. <laughs> Jim Woodard. Jim Woodard's back in the group, and things things change. <laughs> I know. Mm. He just he just jumped back in like ten minutes ago <laughs> to give you guys an idea of when we're recording. Ten minutes after Jim Woodard returned to the group is when we recorded. Yeah, because everyone our... will remember. That'll be everyone's <clears throat> time reference. You know, we need like Chirons on our podcast that tell ten minutes later. Where were you when Jim Woodard rejoined? <laughs> Where were you? Our podcast group. Uh, I think for some of our viewers at home, they might not know that we have a a very active Facebook group. Um, a lot of people really enjoy it. I don't want to say a lot of people. There are a very small amount of people that really enjoy it. A high percentage, <laughs> a high percentage and then, of the members enjoy it. And then there are people who are also in the group. And then I, I would assume that there are people that listen to this podcast who have never <coughs> been on the group. And there are people like in the group who have never listened to the podcast. Oh, that's true, too. I guess that's them. true, too. Yeah, Curse them. Yeah, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who just don't listen to podcasts. It's just not something they do. I think so too. Like and they do yes. Facebook groups, but not podcasts, which is fine, right? I suppose. And then there are other people who listen to every podcast. As long as they're and, not listening to every podcast except ours. Yeah, that would be yeah, they, a little bit hurtful. Right. There are people who listen to podcasts who would probably think that the idea of a private Facebook group is kind of creepy and weird. Let alone multiple private Facebook groups. Whatever. Yeah. Those people are wrong. Private groups are the only way to go. I don't want like all my friends getting spammed with every time I post about something in one of these groups. El, or someone Los grupos you. privados son los más muchos grandes. Or, no, or Cole, son... when someone tags you in a, in a message in your group. Yeah, exactly. Right? If it was a public group and it's like, Hey, look at this really awesome meme that actually isn't that awesome and is barely a meme. Yeah. And that nobody, like, even in the group gets, let alone <laughs> the people who, like, I just went to high school with or whatever. Right. Yeah. You don't want all your. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> uh, so... tagged in the photo. So I was scrolling through uh, Gear Talk. Praise well, and worship. I think we should call it Jatipwa from now on. Jatip- yeah, I like that. Oh. So I was, Jatipwa. I was scrolling through Jatipwa, and that place is just the worst. But one thing, um, like people still post that meme about, like, uh, you know, was it the wife that killed her husband? And, like, was it a first time offender or whatever? Oh, yeah. no, offender. It was, a Gibson, it was a Gibson. Then a, yeah. Then offend. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, dudes. Children. People still post that and think it's like super clever. And the picture on this one was this teacher in Utah who, like, this female teacher who had sex with a bunch of underage kids in her class. Oh. And, and it's like, that makes she's it kind easy. of, she's kind of, she's kind of pretty, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, which is which makes it worse because it's like I don't know, yeah. Because so 12, it's like I think the twelve-year-old boy in you is conflicted, is what you're saying. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think here's here's why. Uh, we really we really should talk about our sponsor. But do you guys wait, do you guys watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> you do, but Cole, I know. But <laughs> there's that whole thing about <laughs> about Dennis and the librarian. Sorry, I was my uh, son was not talking funny. to me. <laughs> have you seen that, Phil? I have not seen that episode. No. So the thing it's it's like an ongoing thing at this point, but like he lost his virginity to the school librarian. And he's like proud of it, but then it turns yeah. out that she was like way older, and he was like thirteen. And they're like, "Dude, you got raped." Like, no, no. Uh, guys can't get raped, and it's like it's interesting. <laughs> they touch on a lot of touchy things, and that like, show's pretty dark. But it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's pretty. So, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of statutory, let's talk about our sponsor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad segue. Yeah, it was a bad segue. I'm sure Andy will love it. Uh, <clears throat> so this episode is brought to you was... by Phil's <laughs> meandering mind, and yeah, by, and and sinusoid, sinusoid, sinus, <laughs> sinus, like your nose, except it has nothing to do with your nose. Well, it's, it's like, like sin- sine wave. It's like sinusoid without the with an a instead of a u. Hmm. Okay. Cole, Phil, remember when you asked him where the name came from, and he told you that exactly? And he told you that exact <laughs> thing that I just said. I do, but then there's the part of my brain that has to say the word out loud. Uh huh. Sinusoid. And then when I have to say it outside, out <laughs> say it outside out loud, I go s i n. That's sin. That part of your brain is called your mouth. The part of your brain that says things out loud. Yeah, but there's a part of my brain that tells my mouth to do things. Yes. Yeah. So that's the part. Okay. Anyway, sinusoid <laughs> and their hundred year guarantee. I was thinking this is the perfect cable for all of our vampire listeners out there. And I'm sure we've got at least a few vampire listeners. If we have a few French listeners, we definitely have a few vampire listeners. Well, here's what I would is, say to counter that. I would say a hundred year guarantee is better for mortals than it is for vampires because for a vampire, you'd rather have a lifetime guarantee because then it would basically be forever, right? True. Right, but then you would reveal yourself as a vampire if you went in, hey, I've had this cable for 200 years. And it crapped out on me. And this clearly, this piece of paper clearly says lifetime warranty. Here I am, still alive, two hundred years later. Give me a new cable, and they'd be like, "Whoa, what are you, a vampire or something?" And then he's like, "Crap, I've been found out. Now I've got to eat your face off." Like, no, I just saying? eat a lot of like fruit and stuff. <laughs> I just, just don't eat vegan. refined. I just don't eat refined sugars. <laughs> I, I've been More cutting way back on my gluten. Yeah, yeah, gluten free. I'm doing like a paleo thing sometimes. Paleo, yeah. Dude, here's a weird yeah. thing. I went on this like church trip this weekend with a bunch of people, but my youth pastor buddy, I found this out and I had heard it before, but I had never seen it in reality. He had mentioned it and then I forgot about it. He doesn't eat potatoes at all. He hates potatoes. He hates French fries. Oh, that's he hates weird. Baked potatoes. Because I hate baked potatoes. He hates mashed potatoes. Like any type of potato all, he hates. All form of potato. That's like weird because there are many forms. He doesn't like yeah. them or he doesn't think they're healthy. He doesn't like them. Like he doesn't like potato chips. He doesn't like french fries, mashed potatoes. That's way any weird. Other, any kind of potato. Yeah, it is weird. Fries. I can't understand a human being not liking french fries, though. And and there's a difference yeah. between... I feel like... I mean, I understand that the source is the same, but mashed potatoes or a baked potato... Totally and, a, and a potato chip yes are practically no longer the same thing yeah yeah you know no, the texture's you. totally different i'm with you uh and and but he for he still it's like no there's still a an essence of potato yeah so i had these like crazy french fries with cheese whoa, whoa, whoa. On them. episode title crazy french fries no okay. epi- essence of potato okay oh, i had i, like I had these crazy french fries with cheese on them, like cheese fries. They weren't crazy, I guess. They were just cheese fries, but they were really good. And I was trying to get them. Ooh, to eat crazy! Them. 
I was trying. I know. I was trying to get him to eat them. I'm tr- I was trying to like play up the greatness of these fries, but they're just cheese fries. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, that's all no, you don't need. Digest. Right? They that's are all awesome, you need. Yes. I was trying to get him to eat them, and he's like, "No." And I was like, "Dude, your hatred of potatoes outweighs your love of cheese." And he said, "Yes." That and is so weird. Them. Cheese fries are like so far separated from a potato. Yeah, agreed. No. Here's here's what here's what I would do for that gentleman. And maybe this is a lot of work, but now I, I'm kind of like, I would want to do this. Murder him. <laughs> oh, no. no. So, hey, hey, I've got some fondue here. <laughs> and he's like, awesome. And the But the trick is fondue once a week over a year. And the first batch of fondue, you've just got like a tiny, tiny bit of finely chopped. I don't know. Some, yeah. some form of potato. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Every week, you give him the same fondue and you put a little bit more potato in into it, uh-huh. and and then by the end, it's like way way mostly potato. Maybe fondue is the wrong way to go, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. <laughs> fondue is bad. I'm like, am I trying to trick him into eating potato soup? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Potato soup. It would become potato soup is what it would become 52 weeks later. Because potato soup is awesome. I love potato as soup. As long as it has all the other stuff. No, just potatoes. No. Yeah, See, okay. I, I'm kind of with your friend at this one. I'm may, uh, Like, if, if somebody just took potatoes and boiled them in water and then said, here you go, I'd be okay, like... That's not mm-hmm. potato soup. That's boiled potatoes. Okay. I mean, I know, but... <laughs> That was my point, is that there's got to be the other stuff. Well, yeah. I just don't know what you mean by other stuff. Like onions, like celery and crap. Cheese. No, you don't, you don't need all that stuff. All you need is cheese. Salt. You need cheese. Let's, let me tell you what you need in a potato okay. soup. Salt, okay. pepper, a little bit of flour, and cream. What? And butter. You got to make the roux, right? But then yeah. all you need is... all you need, And is then potato. roux the day. Let the potato be the star. <laughs> but, but the potato okay. is never the star. Yeah, it's a it, I agree. Some what about French fries? French fries. The potato is the, the star of the French fries. No, the frying. It, the, no, frying the frying is the star. Yeah, the grease is the star. No, the frying yeah. is the method. Look, the frying. No, look, French fries look, are just a listen. side, anyways, and they're just a method to get barbecue sauce to your mouth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> think about Fight Club, the movie. Okay. Or the book. We Brad can talk Pitt's book potato. if you want. Dude, the book is so much better than the movie, you guys. It is. It's true. Not, actually. Oh, cool. That's never, not, Brad, Pitt, Brad Pitt's a potato, and the direction of David Fincher is the frying. <laughs> Together, you get a french fry, but Brad Pitt's still the star of that movie, arguably. I mean, you could say Whoa. Edward Norton, but they're both they're Brad, both potatoes. No, you know what? Honestly, let's let's go deep on this. Brad Pitt's abs... And not just his normal abs, but those like <laughs> those crazy like surfer abs that like go down like way low. Yeah, like underneath. Yeah, and there's like the yeah. V shape, and you wear your shorts too low, and it's like yeah. Shave and you wear your shorts more. just to you shave. <laughs> yes, you shave, and you wear your shorts really low because of how much work you put into. Yeah, you know, that, leg those lifts weird, and those weird hip muscles or whatever they are. Yeah. Yes. What are those called? I don't know. My friend's I'm, a I don't physical understand, therapist. I don't understand how you can wear your shorts that low and not have your butt crack hanging out. Yeah, that's like it's, yeah. Or do people I just think, not care because you're Brad Pitt? Well, well, it's Brad Pitt's butt crack. Who cares? Yeah, maybe that's it. Or maybe what they do is they go to uh, fancy lady dress stores and get that fancy lady uh, double stick tape that's just for uh, ladies' dresses to hold dress parts in certain areas. And he uses that just over his, over his butt. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, I don't know if that the would fancy lady when surfing though. Oh, I'm, I thought we were. Just I don't talking think about Brad surfs. I, I, oh. if if we're He's talking about like just Oklahoma walk, or something, Missouri. If we're I talking think. about surfing, I'm sure anybody surfing where, who wears their shorts really low, they don't care. Yeah, we should ask uh, enemy of the show Ryan Burke, <laughs> our competitor. I well no see I I was thinking hey we're he I didn't think he was a competitor he's an enemy of the show because and he's on notice 
because of what he said about sleeve lengthening. Wow, you just got so loud. That's good. Yeah. What I did? He, oh, what did he say about just for like half a second? <laughs> it's like maybe it was just boost. my passion. Like you turned on your boost pedal. No, it's just my passion. It was very yeah. transparent though. Um, to be to be fair, I I also don't care about sleeve length at this point. Uh, I'm gonna cut that yeah, out, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because that's it goes. That's not. That's off brand for us. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, off our brand. brand. Our brand is important to maintain. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't you can't betray the bylaws. Um, Fight Club is probably one of the few books that I liked less than the movie. Really? I thought it was. I thought I would say that the the movie did an excellent job of doing the book. And usually yeah. I don't feel that way, but I would not say that the movie is superior to the book. I would say when I read the book now, granted I already, I had seen the movie and I, I read mm -hmm. the book after, and that always, you know, skews your opinion. But, I think uh, there are some parts of the book that I like better, like plot wise. But I think the story is better suited for film than for a book. Um, well, and it moves so fast in the movie. Like, it's, yeah. it's like it just ramps up and you're like, hold, like, I think it takes a it's like a slow boil in the in the book. Yeah. I mean, I like the book and I like Chuck Palahniuk a lot um, or I used to like him a lot. Um, but and maybe part of it is just that I think that's one of his weaker books in terms of like the actual writing like i think it's good but it feels like a first book mm -hmm. i think have we talked about this before i don't know have we talked about him and his book that book i think we have <laughs> i heard uh i don't think we have listeners that keep listening so i'll just yeah, say it again yeah, <laughs> yeah so all our listeners whole, are one and done yeah and so this is a whole new group of people we should just do the same episode every week we um do. we do I mean, we no, we don't. Sorry, we don't. If this is your first time listening, we don't. But we do. Uh, I he was part of a um a writing workshop, and the guy that was leading it said, "Um, we're gonna instead of sitting in a library or a, the back of a bookstore and uh, reading our stuff together every week, uh -huh. we're gonna do it in a bar on a Friday night at an open mic night." And um, so then. There, all these drunk people would just boo him if it sucked, oh, and so he was he was terrified. And he's like, "Okay, well, what would I? What could I write that would not get booed by a bar full of drunk people?" And so he wrote this story about, uh, you know, a fist fight and mm -hmm. all these guys watching a fist fight, and um, that was like the that was the first thing that he wrote about it. Um. And like he said, it's it's really the the first thing that he wrote for that workshop is very very similar to one of the scenes where he's describing the one of the fights in the basement or whatever. Mm. I don't know. I, cool. I I find that interesting that like it's just such a crazy way to think about writing. Mm -hmm. You know, what will drunk people think of this? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, you know, fancy people. I feel like I our know. podcast isn't that different from that. That's actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like what will drunk podcast viewers think of this? <laughs> right. Not, not what, what do fancy podcast listeners think? Yeah. You know, it's not the, this yeah, American go life. Listen to this American life or yeah. radio lab. Or, yeah. Or, or cereal. It's not that kind of crowd. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or Night Vale. Yeah. What's your favorite cereal? <laughs> Night Vale. <laughs> it is such a hipster. <laughs> the worst. It is is that a thing? A... I never heard oh, of that. I'm glad. Welcome to Night Vale? No, no. Yeah, it was like you all the rage for a little while. Before cereal was popular, that was like the podcast that everyone was like, oh, do you listen to podcasts? Because I love podcasts, and they actually just meant they love Night Vale. <laughs> I, well, I, welcome, I think if Aaron, you listen to NPR podcasts, that, that doesn't count as podcasts. No, that's just radio. You that's just true, listen but... to NPR. Right. Or like, or uh, like yeah, ESPN podcasts or whatever. Um, welcome to Night Vale. It was the first very uh, 
the first actual like um, uh, fictional uh, podcast to to gain uh, notoriety. Okay, but it's like weird and like. Is it just like a dark version of like? Um... What's that, dude? Garrison Keillor's yeah, podcast. Prairie Home Companion. Yeah. It, it's like a it, yes, it's of like that. it's like an X Files E Twins Twin Peaks E Prairie Home Companion. That's yeah, exactly, exactly what it is. Okay, not interested. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I, I like, uh, as much as I like NPR and like super white stuff sometimes, and I even <laughs> like I even like Garrison Keillor like um, as a person. I hate like, that voice. Oh, okay. I hate as a person. that show. I hate that show. It's so annoying. Nothing is as bad as Car Talk, though. I would rather listen to Car Talk than Prairie Home. I love. I. I don't know why I love Car Talk. I Dude, like. Um, they're so. They're so annoying. They're they, yes, they are. Only one of them, I think, died. Really? Well, that's I know they stopped. Thing. They stopped doing the podcast. Yeah, one of them had cancer, dude, and they had to like retire, oh. and I think he died. Oh, I can't remember if it was click. That's horrible. Doesn't mean he wasn't annoying when he was alive. That is true. Well, yeah, we're we're just not supposed to talk about it that way. You're not allowed to say mean things about dead people, right? I don't, for I don't subscribe to that. You don't have to subscribe, Cole. It's delivered to your mailbox every day, <laughs> free of charge. It's like the yellow pages. You don't subscribe to the yellow pages; they just, you just come. Get it. You just get so. It. Anyway, sinusoid. <laughs> Oh, someone, this is a funny thing. <laughs> They're you know, not dead, and we wouldn't speak ill of them even if we'll, they were. We'll talk about Sinusoid really quick. I have to say one thing. You know how okay. like, when it rains, they deliver your newspaper in a little bag? Yes. So someone got the yellow pages in, in a little bag, and they're like, oh, look, <laughs> it's like pre, pre-thrown pre away for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sinusoid. Do you think the people, do you think the people at the factory of the of the yellow pages that print the yellow pages do you think they're all looking at each other like totally in denial like we're gonna you know what i just heard cassette tapes are coming back records are back we're definitely like this is gonna you guys it's gonna catch on we just need to keep plugging away at it i don't think the yellow pages is i think they're making bank i'm i'm wondering about the people who are buying ad space in the yellow pages like who's I like still the idea. In, who's still investing I like the idea in that of like a, advertising a, medium. Media. I like the idea of like a thirty-year-old guy sitting there, like talking to him, like, "Oh man, if I stick around here for thirty years, think how much my retirement will be and all that stuff." It's like, nah, dude. <laughs> that ain't right. happening. But they have. They like, seem to have a pretty like lucrative or pretty um, like they seem to have a plan to transition to online. Except they're hemorrhaging money by printing those freaking things. And yeah, putting on on every person's doorstep, regardless of where the, whether you complain or not. But this is what I'm saying. It's on, if people are buying space in the book, then they're still making money, no matter how many they print. Yeah, because yeah, they but think about how much they could save by not freaking printing. But if they're making I mean, any profit, then they're making a profit. On it, it would be less really. money for them. All like they even, have to do is even if tell they people. Make, even if they only make ten thousand dollars and it costs them two million, and they make two million and ten thousand, that's ten thousand they wouldn't have without doing it. Yeah, yeah but that's a that's a pretty uh, that's pretty low margin there. Well, that is. Yeah, but I'm saying the two million that it costs them isn't their money because that's what's being paid by other people. Yeah, assuming they keep getting advertising. Like a lot of it is advertising money. That's basically all of it, I would think. Well, I mean, a lot of it's paid for by advertising money. I'm sure they have to pay. Remember in like the early days of the internet when you used to go to like yellowpages.com or whatever, or like whitepages.com? Yes. Yeah. That's so quaint to me. Well, they have like it's an still, app, a YP. Yeah, they're still. But like, why would you they, use that when Google exists? Right, exactly. It's exactly. like Yelp. It's like having the Yelp app or something. I, I would say. I don't know. What? What would what could yellowpages.com or the app do to make themselves better than like but you like you say, said, that, yeah. you say that about literally anything. Well you don't need that. No, no, no. Use Google. No, 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 but I, but you're you're saying like Yelp is a good example because it's it does do something 
and Google's trying to do what Yelp does. Like their Google, you can have like an, an, your Google account, you can leave reviews and stuff, but everybody knows that Yelp is more extensive, right? Yeah. So that's why people still use Yelp. So what could Yellow Pages do like from, you know, behind, like to come up with some idea that like, well, we have this database what can yeah, we do but with this database that's do, different it's than Google? sorted differently. So like if you're in, let's say you live in Roseville and you're like, okay, I need a plumber in Roseville. You could Google that. But if you open the Yellow Pages app, you probably just like have your hometown set and you just go to plumbers, you know? So it's sorted differently. So the, it's, but not, Google, it's not that it has more information. It's just that it's it's designed to find specific types of information. But Google does that too. Like Google says. Google doesn't do that. When I do it, when I when I get on my phone, when I get a new phone mm -hmm. and I open the, and I download the Google app and I, mm -hmm. it says, "Do you want Google us does to not use have, your location?" Google does not have a plumbers tab. It says, "Do you want us to use yeah, your you location?" Can, like, search you could search, but it plumbers. doesn't have a plumbers tab. Show you plumbers around you. I say plumbers, and it says, "Do you want us to use your location?" And then I say yes, and then it it throws a map up with plumbers uh -huh. near me. Yeah, but that's not a plumbers tab. <laughs> okay. Guys, I'm gonna kill myself if this boring conversation continues any longer. <laughs> does it also tell you does it also tell you which of those plumbers is has the best rating immediately? Does it rank them in yes, order of rank does. or a distance? It does. You can rank you can sort it by however you want. Yeah, but you have to do that. This is what I'm saying. Google <laughs> is like a meta narrative, right? What are you but talking you, about? You just click at the top, it's sorted need, by rating by default, and you, you can need click at the, top the small narratives distance. within that to do it can we never talk about the yellow pages again <laughs> yeah I, if what is wrong oh no, with i was gonna, people? i was gonna say you brought it up but i think aaron brought it up i don't understand why you're defending it i didn't bring it up by the way yeah yes you did you brought up the bag on the someone had already brought it up that reminded me of that story mm, then it was cool all right <laughs> cool this is your fault Future history will 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 tell. I'm gonna stop the recording right now. <laughs> and send this, Cole, this what do you want to talk about? Has been brought to you by Sinusoid. Send an <laughs> letter to both of your houses. We love you. Um, they have great everything. That's all you need to know, really. Go check them out. Sinusoid.com. They do cables everything and stuff. Everything for your sinuses. Also, neti pots. There's a picture of what us else? somewhere. What on else, Phil? What else? Somewhere on their website. Uh, Decongestants. Yeah, I can't think of other names. Antihistamines. Just one. That's okay, all good. you had was one. It was. Hey, it was a. It was a solid joke. It was nasal, nasal sprays of all kind. <laughs> what are the, what are those things? Um, they have aspirators. This is just no stuff. It's not really. Yeah, you're you're just saying things. Sinus, <laughs> sinus things. Yeah. Um, I saw the sinusoid and it opened up my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, and Thank it opened you. up my minusoid. Thank you very much. And you can have that one for free, except not totally for free. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're that one, that one is on the house, so to speak. So to speak, you paid for all the other. You just have to pay more for all the other words that we said. But that we should was, start a podcast called "So to Speak," where we just talk about different kinds of soda and stuff. That's pretty good. That's good. <laughs> we should do an entire episode just coming up with names for other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak, I kind of like that. <laughs> so to speak. So to um, speak is freaking great. Yeah, it is. Let's talk about guitars. <laughs> okay. Not really. You don't want to talk about guitars. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine to talk about guitars. I had a question for if, you, Phil. Cole and I talked okay. about this a little bit before you arrived, but we can rehash it. So, I'm I'm gonna give you context first. Okay. So there's a there's this um, forum for offset guitars on Facebook called Offset Guitars. Yes. Um, run by the incomparable Kyle Smith. Mm -hmm. I know him. Friend anyway, of the show. So I don't I don't think he listens. Phil, you probably know Warpaint, right? The band? Yeah. 
the cool kid band or like the act of before one goes to war painting no, no, no. the band your face the band okay. Phil, you're familiar with the concept of war paint right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's to psych out your enemies oh yeah well there so, you go so cole didn't know about war paint the band or Asked the and answered or the paint um anyway so they they had a uh, a premier guitar or the concept of war paint a paint war is something different um so premier guitar did a rig rundown of war paint the other day okay and kyle posted in the group of clip of it because she's playing like a 68 jaguar one of the guitars cool um so she's talking about it right with john bollinger and she's like oh yeah this is something that my friend gave me um which it turns out her friend her friend that gave her the guitar is john Frusciante. um but <laughs> anyway <laughs> so someone's like you Just can't say your friend when it's John Frusciante. I'm like, well, you can, because otherwise you're like name dropping your friend. So you, right, I know, friend it's, gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, yeah, like you, you can't say that because he's not your friend. But if he was your friend, then you could say my friend. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she had this right, and she, it's like it's cool, but it's like totally beat up, and it has. She put a mastery on it, um, a mastery brick okay. and vibrato, I think. Um. So anyway, this old dude in the, the group tremolo, like, you mean? Yeah. yeah, the tremolo. <laughs> yes. Now the mastery is a vibrato. The Fender system. <laughs> <is a tremolo>. <laughs> um. <laughs> I actually like that. Uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it was so great. That, sorry to derail you, but sixty no, seconds. Okay. Um, they uh, reposted that, your Instagram post about. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't need a tremolo pedal because I have a Bigsby. Yeah. And then, and there were so many com- like people just can't resist. Like, oh, you guys, you know that's a different thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's and it's like, what the, do you the think joke the joke is predicated is? Like, on that? Yeah, they just can't resist. It's so great. Anyways, so so They're so dumb. <laughs> so they have a yeah. mastery flanger on Go there. Go on with and, the chlorophyll. Yeah. So so John's like, oh, um, yeah, like the bridges on those things are like terrible. Like they're a lot of work. She's like, yeah, this is just so much easier, and like it sounds cool still. And then so this dude was, was like. If you're not gonna play it with uh, the way it was intended, then why do you even play the guitar? Like, I hate people who change the bridge. Just put super heavy strings on it. <laughs> so, and this went on, and I I pushed back, and I was like, or you could just like you know change it and be happy with whatever you want. Um, so I wanted to know from you, not how stupid you think that guy is, because I think <laughs> very. But, how much do you care? How much would you care? Let's say, let's say someone was giving you like a, an or sixties, a sixties, whatever guitar you want, like a Supra or Fender or Gibson. How, how willing or how brave would you be to to modify that guitar? Okay, so uh, here here's my two cents, and this might be. Um, <clears throat> this might not be the happy response that people are looking for. Okay. What I would do is Sell if it. I really, really <laughs> hated that bridge so much, like I was like, man, this makes it so hard to play. And I've played an identical model with a mastery bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it, and I just prefer that playing the, you know, like, like you said, I I I, ha- I have to play light strings, and I, but this is just so difficult. Blah blah blah. I would sell that guitar and buy one that I could mod because when you put a mastery bridge on a '68, then you've like, I mean, if it's like an '80 something, I it probably doesn't. I don't know. But if okay, it's, but you can, just drop, eight, you can just drop yeah, the, the bridge, bridge in. The bridge is dropping. Like that's not even a modification, really. That's like okay, okay, changing you're right. the it's, strings, basically. That's true. That's no. Uh, wait a minute. I think the the not the pegs, but the the thymbals, the the seats are actually a tiny bit larger. No, you can so buy you them. With, but like, I don't vintage. think. But you, you still don't buy need a master bid bridge that's like vintage spec. You still don't need to. Oh, really? You don't need to modify the body. You can just pull the old ones out and stick the new ones in. No, but okay. Well, like I think that if, Aaron, I think Aaron, if you're wrong. Inside, if what Cole's saying is true, then it's then that's fine. But the 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 thimbles are larger. But if there's vintage spec thimbles, then they just 
then that would be fine. Yes, it's just a drop-in. They're larger on the outside? <sighs> yes. Okay. The original mastery bridges, like, they, they like... I hear you. So, anyway... I got if, you. You're right, I guess. And, and then, also, with the... Even with the... Um, vibrato, uh-huh. it really is just replacing screws, right? You could... You could switch it back if you wanted to sell it. Yeah, so Mastery makes like two styles. They have like the the Fender style, and they have their own style, which is like the reverse shape. But you can oh, get... but you Did could you... get the Mastery parts that would not change anything on the body. I'm pretty sure. Okay, if if I was a super awesome hipstery rich rich person who was friends with famous people that gave me really amazing guitars that I could probably sell for $10,000. But the super famous person gave me this guitar and just to make it playable, I spend what? Two, three hundred dollars more to make it really like to make it my favorite playable thing. And Uh I can switch it back. Then I guess I would do that. Okay, let's say it's not something that's here's a, a friend different question. Gave you. you can't you can't sell it because resale kind of like yeah. ruins the question. Let's yeah. say someone gives you a mid sixties. It's your, it's your grandpa's guitar, and it's like a family heirloom, and you cannot Aaron, sell it. But let you me are finish my to question. It. It's my question. <laughs> Go ahead. Mine's better. Okay, I don't. If someone's it. giving you, if someone's giving you a mid sixties jazz master, mm-hmm. but it already has. It's already been modified with, you know, a mastery bridge and jumbo frets. Uh, how disappoint? And they don't have, you know, the original bridge or anything. How disappointed will you be? I don't think that question's better, by the way. But I would not be disappointed at all. I because I'm because I'm cheap and I love old things, but I also love functional things. That's like Cole. You just like that's my dream. <laughs> hey, Grandpa had a really old guitar and then he took it to his uh luthier vandross and had the uh uh new frets put on and a better superior functioning bridge and uh vibrato like i'd be like this is the greatest thing ever right hello yeah yes Yes, absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. I thought you guys were raptured for a second and I was left behind. So I'm standing out I'm standing out in the back of uh my gym and there's nobody I can see and then all of a sudden you guys got quiet. I was like, Oh crap. Yeah. It just happened. I'm pretty sure Cole and I are not the the scale that you want to use for Hey. Will they will they or won't they? <laughs> hey, who knows? Unless we're like baseline. You're like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. These are the absolute anyway. lowest. You're the last one on the list. Um. Anyway, so one of the like one of the things I was thinking about is Mike, <laughs> Mike Adams, um, Michael James, Michael, Michael, Mike, Mike, and Mike, 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 Bushin on Instagram. He he had this thing a while back. Um, he's a friend of yours, right? On Facebook, yeah, we're Facebook friends. And we we <laughs> chat occasionally. Um, he he had this thing a while back where he put up a series of pictures of this um, a fifty two P base that that this guy had owned like forever. Like basically, I think he had bought it new and played it for like thirty or forty years, like professionally. And he had modded basically everything about it. Like it, and it was like so destroyed. And he had like. As he got older, it was too heavy. So he went in and like routed out holes under the pit guard for like Whoa. relief on his own. So you take the pit guard off and it just has like circles everywhere, like 42 of them. Right. I think. Like an, about an inch around. Um, where Man. he just like hacked out wood. But that guitar is like so cool because it has, it's not like relic, right? Like the way that we think mm-hmm. of relic, but it's like used and lived. It's clearly um, old. It's clearly old and like and, and played. Every modification on it like had a had a reason for it, right? It wasn't mm. just like I'm gonna do it. So and then I was thinking about like the M two thing that we bought. Um and like even the 
it modified everyone's always like oh yeah they're great guitars but change out this this and this right yeah right and it's like yeah you can do that or you could just like buy it and then like someone was asking like oh i want to get the m2 but like what should i change i'm like buy it play it and whatever doesn't work for you change that you know Mm -hmm. like i just this i like both ideas bum me out one the one hand where like you can't touch anything is like stupid like make the guitar work for you it's it's an instrument it doesn't care no one cares it doesn't matter um and the other side is like you don't have to change something just to change something if it doesn't work change it and if it does then keep it and i i think i made that mistake when i got my my jazz master i was like oh, i need to change this and this and this um and i didn't change much i just well basically all electronics are new on mine but like i i thought about it, i was like oh, i need to get a, a bridge and like all this stuff and then I kind of just stopped, but anyway, that's my two cents. Mm. I think that's the whole reason the boutique pickup market exists. Yeah, totally. People get a cheap guitar and they're like, oh, I need new pickups. And it's like, what don't you like about the pickups you have? I don't know. They has say Squire on them and they're made in China. <laughs> they don't cost <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, totally. And then, and then they end up changing them with like the same version or the same thing. And it's like, they just, they're handmade, but they basically sound the same and do the same thing. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Boutique pickups. Mm. I mean, I think it's cool. Like the whole Seymour Duncan thing. And I think like Curtis Novak is doing cool stuff. And a lot of guys are doing cool things even recently with pickups. But if it's just, I just don't think, I hate the idea that it's like default that you have to change the pickups. Well, and here's another thing to, to think about pick wise and this is like crazy nerdy but i guess this is that's fine because that's what we do sometimes mm-hmm. uh like if you kind of talk about the equi- equivalent of like i could buy um uh made in mexico strat mm-hmm. that is an amazing playing guitar right you could get yeah. you could get them uh you could find a mexican made strat that is just stock get it set up and it could just freaking sing right or you could go to some fancy pants guy who does strat copies and does everything by hand Mm -hmm. and these guitars are going to look identical one probably will sound better but he's making a strat copy like i i i believe that i believe that it will feel better i believe that it will (laughs) sound better i'm not uh, some of you are probably like gritting your teeth listening to me say this i i'm that's a given yes it will play better yes it will feel better it will sound better but bro it is a copy so when it comes to boutique stuff i think feel is way more important than sound yes that's the big selling point but yeah but my point is i i think i think boutique stuff is interesting when it's like when and it, it's not hey i do what the big time manufacturers do i just do it by hand what i think is more interesting is i don't do what the big manufacturers do i yeah. do it by hand and i do something different and the reason i'm bringing that up is because you were talking about pickups and you know okay they probably are going to sound the same maybe they maybe they're superior maybe maybe here's the thing maybe like three percent of the people listening to you play would know the difference Mm -hmm. right and then some guys are like yeah but i know the difference okay fine 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 but my point is i do agree i think that's an arbitrary standard of what other people will know but anyway right but i just saw um like a some random ad for uh reverb i can't remember i was but it just it showed up and it was some random guy and he's doing these super cool um pickups that um are like vintage style but what i thought was cool is that they were like all these different variations on gold foil Mm. and they looked really really different and now all of a sudden you know you're 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 talking about something that is like that's that's what i'm interested in and they weren't they actually weren't that much money either they were like they were all like 50 bucks and I went looking through his stuff and um, it's like, okay, so 
like buying a I want I want to buy a like you said I want to buy a Squire and then whose uh whose Fender pickups whose boutique Fender pickups should I buy to replace them like that's your first question yeah I would just buy well, Seymour Duncan but <laughs> like if, if you yeah. want to go something that's like a replacement I why not do that but I think there are people doing interesting things like um like I think Tim McNally has like the the swagger stagger which is like supposedly it's supposed to be like a cross between like a p90 and a wide range humbucker i think um, oh wow which i did not know that that's cool like it's supposed to it's like sounds like a p90 i don't know it's a single coil but like split in half so it it's humbucking um i don't i don't really remember exactly but but like something like that is cool right because it's like new and different and you can't it's, get yeah. that on a stock guitar and i i don't think changing pickups is bad like i think go for it do what you want but i just think do it with something in mind like i want this sound or i don't like this about it you know not just like oh these are cheap i need something more expensive yeah but i mean it's it's kind of like um all of those uh i don't know it, re it reminds me of all the uh behind the music episodes of h one <laughs> every single one of them the band the band's like, yeah, we're uh, we played in high school together, or we played in college together, and mm -hmm. we're doing we're just covering Beatles songs, but we played them like more metal and more you know faster yeah. and more crunchy, uh -huh. and then we started to write our own songs. Like it's like you take something that somebody else did. That's the first thing you do is yeah, yeah. That's as how you you're learn. learning, yeah, yeah. It's like you learn somebody else's stuff, and then you change the th something about it, and then mm -hmm. from that. Comes, that change like, becomes what, like your thing yeah yeah it well it yeah. should i mean it can yeah yeah i guess ideally it becomes something else anyway i don't know yeah um it, the the whole thing reminds me of people who like scratch off squire logos <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah yeah i can't have squire logos oh man i uh it's my, cool I, my cool. I'm here. Okay. Just making sure. Do you think Cole? <laughs> I I just think people worry so much about little minuscule differences and none of it matters. <clears throat> and nothing else and matters. nothing else matters. Like the the stock pickups and the J Mascus Jazz Master are some of my favorite pickups. Oh and really? cheap you know they're basically just p90s yeah that are made in china or whatever and they're they sound amazing are they like thicker mm. than than standard jazz master pickups uh like taller yeah taller like the bobbin yeah and they have a bar magnet too which is one of the like oh like p90 thing yeah yeah do they have adjustable pole pieces yes okay so it literally is like a p90 yeah it's pretty much just a p90 which is interesting because he mm. plays antiquities in most of his guitars. Yeah. Like he's a good example. He, he mods his guitars quite a bit. You know, he puts jumbo frets in them and, mm -hmm. and yeah, he has all the, like his main one is like a 63, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, which I think, yeah, that's, that's another thing I don't like on vintage guitars is the tiny little frets. Mm. I'm like just now learning enough about different types of frets to even, feel like i have an opinion but, but I honestly I, this like medium tall is good this little stinker has like ruined me on other necks though like i used to think oh really that a lot of boutique <laughs> that a lot of boutique guitars were kind of just uh like you were just paying for it to be handmade but it wasn't actually going to be that much better mm. but like there's a much bigger difference in that and an american strat than there is in like an american and a mexican strat for example mm. yeah. <clears throat> it's that that makes sense i wonder like how have you i've never played one but i wonder how like how big of a difference or how big the jump is up to like custom shop fender stuff because that's right still a strat you know or still a telecaster it's like yeah i don't know yeah that that would be the interesting question something like um uh a roni or a cower compared to a uh, a custom strat, and it could it custom. could just be that the neck profile, like it's you know, you just like it more. 
Yeah, like I might just like the neck profile more than all my other guitars. And so it's, you know, the, the frets are all perfect and everything and it feels really nice, but maybe it's a little bit chunkier than my other guitars. And maybe I just like that. I don't know. Like, did you play Kevin Equitz guitar at the... Yeah, I love both of those ones. That has the fat neck on it too. Like, yeah. And I think he was saying he got that idea from someone else. Maybe it might've been Paul even. Um, well, he was even saying that like as he was shaving it down it kept like it felt really good but he kept measuring it and thinking like man it can't actually be that fat but yeah but he said it felt really good so he left it and, and yeah it's uh, cool yeah it does feel good I want so, yeah, fat that's, i've and see I have a but see neck. that that's like that actually right there is a is part of the example of like the whole handmade thing is that instead of you know the computer told us here are the specs right it's so not just we like spit out a thousand necks with the machine because the computer told us he's like he's carving down and holding it and carving down and holding it and and measuring and, and all that and then he's like man this yeah it can't be that fat but this feels really good in my hand so i'm gonna stop and leave it like this and that's like an entirely different approach yeah, and like it's the that. same thing. I posted that article about the acoustics of of different sound woods, oh, you know, yeah. and and that was kind of one of the upshots of that article that like that like wood varies a ton even within a given species, and so like you get the best guitars when they're handmade and when they actually, especially acoustic guitars, the bracing has a huge effect, and so when they hand carve the bracing as they're tuning the top, mm. that makes a huge huh. difference, you know, where yeah. like if it's just we chose this species of wood and and now we're going to make them all with CNC machines to these exact specs. It's going to, you know, it, it makes less of a difference with electric guitars, but yeah, I think the neck profile is a place where it'd make a big difference. And that's why, you know, they talk about vintage Gibsons that, you know, they say that the 58s had fatter necks than the 59s, but not necessarily, you know, like hmm. they kind of were all across the board because it was just whatever the guy making it felt like that day, you know? Oh, dude, this is <laughs> hilarious. So, I saw this guy who makes pickups, right? And this goes along with what you were just saying about like. So he's like, oh, he the original. Guy? I don't. I I doubt it. <laughs> he goes. He said, <laughs> I, I like read the the spiel about his his PAF pickups. He's like, the original pickups that PAF like. Sometimes they use Alnico two. Sometimes they use five, and like they would just use whatever was handy. So he makes his pickups like they're like randomized. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's like when you order pickups, I will just grab random parts and build your pickups out of them. And you pay that, extra. You pay extra for that. It was like they were like three hundred something bucks for like a set of pickups. Oh. So they're like a hundred. They were like one hundred and sixty or one hundred and seventy bucks each. But his big selling point was that like they were not consistent and they were random parts. <laughs> Yikes! Which is which is hilarious because like that's another thing that people who have played a lot of vintage guitars say is that some of them are not good. Like the ones, yeah. <laughs> the ones that are good blow away a lot of modern guitars, but the ones that are bad are just crappy, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's That's like you funny. might just get a total dud of a pickup from it. <laughs> I just love that idea, though. Like that's such a. It, That's what made them of, good. <laughs> it sort of shines a light on how ridiculous the the obsession is with like vintage correctness, you know. Yeah. <laughs> As if the thing that made vintage pickups good is that they were random. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, you well, figure out the cons- you figure out what the good ones have in common, and then you do that. <laughs> yes, right. That's I was just gonna say that. Yeah, you no, it's it's these pickups on this guitar. What? How did they do that one? That's what I want. Instead of <laughs> yeah, you know, what was the what was the manufacturing process at the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't That's know. Funny. Like you see, like. You know, we we idolize all these different guitarists and it's like they play whatever guitar they had. So, you know, Mark Knopfler liked strats like he thought mm-hmm. they looked cool. So he started playing a strat and, you know, Jay Maskus played a jazz master because he found a cool one. And it's like, yeah, I don't know, his like his style of music doesn't really fit that type of guitar. But, you know, but they just wanted to make good sounding music. Mm-hmm. about like you know what kind of magnets our pickups have yeah, like everyone yeah. 
that era had jazz masters but they were like modding the crap out of them yeah yeah like sonic youth is like a big example like they their jazz masters are barely jazz masters anymore because of how many changes they've made yeah because they like rip things off and they take out the top circuit and like throw humbuckers in them sometimes and like yeah just crazy stuff Hmm. that's what i want to do but I so like in my mind, like the coolest thing about the Jazzmaster and the Jaguar is like the extra string length. Like that's what makes the sound basically. And anything else you can like change and it'll have I mean it all and has honestly I think the bridge has a pretty I think the bridge has a pretty big effect on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think people people complain that the mastery bridge doesn't sound correct enough, which Yeah, it changes. Know, it it and I would expect it to change it quite a bit. I mean, it's the same way as a telly bridge. Like that bridge has a big effect on the tone, you know. Yeah, but. yeah. The the fact that there's like such a subtle break angle, yeah, it um has to play a part. Well, yeah. No matter you get like no matter what the harmonics from on. the string, yeah. yeah. Versus yeah. a telly, which has like this extreme break angle, you know. Right. Yeah. There's well, like no string behind the bridge, basically. Yeah. Well, and. A uh, uh, guy I play with. Well, I guess a top said, loader is different, but see yeah. that, and that's that's the other thing. A guy, a guy I I play with was saying, um, he said the a big thing that's going to change the tone of a guitar is whether or not the pickups. Obviously, the kind of pickups, yes, but are the pickups mounted directly into the body, or are they mounted to the pick guard like a Strat, and and then the the so the pickups are essentially floating right he he was saying that that changes so much like if you could if you could mount strat pickups he didn't say this but i i think his point was if you took strat pickups and mounted them to the body somehow that 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 would change that alone would change the tone is that true though like, i don't know he, it, it was kind of his because the, they, they pick up they pick up magnetic vibrations from the strings. Like they're not picking up body resonance. Yeah, I mean right, you could but argue like that the pick guard itself is gonna vibrate, but like, that's what yeah, that's what he was I saying. That the, I think that would be a very like unnoticeable effect, you know. You could maybe measure it, but I doubt you'd be able to hear it. But that's what I'm saying. Like the pick like the bridge, the difference they're not like picking up vibrations, they're picking up the magnetic yeah, I mean, field if, change of the string. If the pickup itself is vibrating, it will change oh, the relative yeah. vibration of yeah, the string. Yeah, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. Mm. But there are things like I less my, stable. my bridge on my on my jet like Telemaster guitar, it's it it can be a top loader or a string through. So I'll string it top loaded sometimes and it sounds quite a bit different. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty because you have less string and it's less of a break angle. Yeah, like I think the break angle is the biggest is the biggest difference. Yeah, right, right. And it, the the biggest thing there is probably just like tension wise, like it holds the, to the like it's pushing the bridge down in a different way. Yeah, and it feels a lot different too. I mean, it's the same like like bends are easier and stuff like that because you have. I mean, it's the same. It's the same way that guitars with different headstocks feel different. You know. Or yeah. like if you have huh. if you tighten your string trees down, it makes bends harder and things like that. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm. Weird. Anyway, that is weird. The moral of the story is: do what you want to do and be happy. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say you do you, boo boo. It's your thing. Do what you want to <laughs> do, but. Madeline. <laughs> Also, you do you, boo-boo. Also, this podcast brought to you by Sinusoid. Thanks for friendship, Sinusoid. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for Sinusoid. Thanks for Sinusoid. Thanks for Sinusoid. Thanks for Sinusoid. Sinusoid died for our Sinusoids. All of your sinus needs. Ooh.